0: start in Britain the Lord says keep your eyes on Britain there's something greater than John Wesley it's getting bigger it's bigger it's bigger
1: it's bigger <coughs> okay there's a buildup you know hmm. yes. build up just happening <laughs> Keep our hearts open. Something's still alive up here. Oh, the fog lights, baby. Let's just keep our hearts open. Yeah. <clears throat> God's got some secret weapons. (laughs) Hallelujah. God's got some secret weapons. He's going to bring them out. Those secret weapons are his seraphims and his cherubim. they come on the scene, can you hear me okay back there? Okay. When they come on the scene, things are going to dramatically change. We need to have some understanding of this. We need to be aware of it. Because, God's going to change things really quickly. He can change things just in a few meetings. Just dramatically. It just takes God to move and bring out some of these weapons of His into the church. Whether we like it or not, change will occur. We will not be the same again. Hallelujah. It will happen quickly. Hmm. It won't be a a drawn-out thing. God wants to make such profound changes in us in preparing the vessel, us, so that Jesus Christ can be seen in us to the in the world. The Hope, purpose of God in our lives is that we are conformed to the image of Jesus. That's what it's all about. That we become like Him. conform to His image. We can't do that in ourselves. Only God can do that for us. But you've got to want it. You know, God is love. That's who He is. Amen. Yeah. God is love. Who you? Hmm.
0: Yes.
1: God wants to conform us, yes. to change us into His image. You know, there was an incident in the Bible <clears throat> where the disciples came to Jesus and said, You know, Some people come from a far-off land. They come from Greece, and they want to see you, Jesus. And so, the Bible tells us that, um, you know, Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip told Jesus in John chapter 12. They said, there's some guys here, I want to see you. And Jesus answered them in a very strange way. He said, Jesus, these people want to see you. And Jesus said this in reply. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hate in his life, in this world, shall keep it unto eternal life. You know, what kind of answer is that? <laughs> you
0: know,
1: these poor guys just had a simple question. These guys have come a long way and they want to see you. And Jesus said, unless a corn of wheat fall into the ground, it the alone. What's that about? I mean, even the disciples were baffled at like this. Jesus was saying, I can't be everywhere at once. He wasn't omnipresent at that time. He said, I'm just here in Palestine. I'm not going to Greece. Mm -hmm. And he said, unless a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, Mm -hmm. you abide it alone. You lay down your life. I'm going to inhabit you in a way that you would never believe possible. And those Greeks will see me in you.
0: Wow.
1: He said, I can't do this on my own.
0: Hmm.
1: He said, If I'm going to die, all of which is going to fall into the ground and going to come and live in you. Hallelujah. And the world will see Jesus in you. Wow. That's what it's about. Mm. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? God is love. That's who he is. But who are you? God's going to release his glory in the UK, Mm. like it has never been seen in the past before. This land has seen some great moves of God in the past, from John Wesley all the way through. Great moves of God. Nothing towards coming to this land. This land, Jesus is going to be revealed in this land. We need to prepare for that, we need to be aware of it, we need to understand it. God's going to release His glory. You know we have a strange understanding of what the glory of God is. We use that term real easily, the glory of God, you know.
0: Mm.
1: glory of God came down. What is the glory of God? (coughs) What is that? Mm. I mean, you know, how do we understand, you know, what is that? Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. Mm. Show me your glory. You know, God came to Moses and said, I want you to go up to Egypt <laughs> and tell Pharaoh, I just going to let my people free, go free. Moses says, oh, yeah. He said, I'm a wanted man up there. He said, I can't even speak, I've got a problem with stuttering. This guy goes up there with a stutter and a stick. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> At least God could have said to him, you know, gather an army together. Moses knew the, the might of the Pharaoh's army. He said, I want you to go there and tell him, let my people. And Moses wasn't too keen. He wasn't too keen on this at all, you know. He said, Huma God is saying to this generation, let my people go." What's the population of the UK? Fifty-six or sixty million? Here's people, you know. Because people were created in his image. Mm-hmm. They might not know him, but they're still his children. And he's saying to you, get out there, let my people free go." <clears throat> and he's going to first prepare you for that. He's going to bring you into a place where God can set up a real habitation within you.
0: Yeah.
1: <coughs> powerful habitation. Yeah. He's going to first cleanse the temple. Yes. It's interesting, in the time of Jesus, Jesus went up to the temple and cleansed it. And then it says the people came to him and healed them. healed them out of the cleansed temple. God's got some secret weapons. We are not what we should be. We've got problems. Problems, up, ready to problems, all kinds of problems, even problems we don't even know about yet. God's going to come and say, "Hey, I'm going to transform you completely. I'm going to change you, and He's going to do it by bringing in His secret weapon." Moses said, show me your glory. He said, I want to see your glory. He said, okay, I'll put you by this rock, and I'll pass by you. What did he see? And He said, I will proclaim. I will make all my goodness pass before you. Show me your glory. Okay, Moses. I show you all oh, my goodness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, everything who we are, every mood, every attitude, every emotion we have emanates from us as light, sound and colour. Mm-hmm. You can't stop it. You're transmitting all the time. In the spirit realm it is very clear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> God's transmitting all the time yes. and the result of what He is transmitting, love, joy, kindness, goodness, emanates as a cloud from me, which will call the glory of the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: He said, all his goodness passed before Moses, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord, he said. Moses said, you want me to go up into Egypt? And tell you that the God of Israel telling me to let you go, the people go. He said, I don't even know your name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who are you? Mm-hmm. Who's this really in Noah, the God? He said, what's your name? Just tell me your name and I'll be able to tell you. He said, there are many gods in Egypt. Why are you so different to all the other gods? What makes you so glorious? Mm-hmm. Different from the other gods. What's your name? Who shall I say has sent me? And God looked at him and said, "I am that I am. Tell them, I am. I sent you."
0: <laughs> Moses looks at the feet. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? <laughs> what God was saying I am
1: goodness I am all that you need yes I am kindness I am mercy I am goodness manifest the glory of God tell them I am all of these things that is my name I am all of almost scratching his head. (laughs) Who is God? The world out there has a strange concept of the God of Christians, really do. Mm -hmm. And even Christians have a strange concept of who God is. How we view God is very, very important because we be conformed into His image. So how we view Him is very important. Yes. God's going to clean up His church, those who want to be cleaned up. And they're going to show the goodness of God in this nation. Yes. yes. They're going to demonstrate who God is. Mm. In every level, in this nation, will have a taste and a demonstration mm-hmm. and an understanding of who God is
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what kind of God He is. And that demonstration is going to come through His people. Mm-hmm. But first, first. We're not quite ready for that kind of habitation of God within us. (coughs) The vessel is not quite ready yet. Okay? The vessel's got problems. And God says, okay, I'm going to make you ready for a habitation. I'm going to dwell in you in my fullness. And you're going to demonstrate me wherever you go. And you are going to show this nation what God is like.
0: Hallelujah. You're going to show your neighbors what
1: God is like. Praise God. And so, he's got a secret weapon. Well, he's got some very interesting weapons. Some time ago, a couple of years ago, the Lord came to me And he said, tell my people, the seraphims are coming.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And I said, what? (coughs) He said, tell my people, the seraphims are coming. Get ready. The seraphims are coming. On the 1st of July, 2007, I was caught up in a vision where I saw the Lord picking up sticks. And he was putting sticks into piles. And this was intriguing me. I thought, What are you doing? He was picking up sticks, putting them into piles. And uh, you know, and then he looked at me, and said, do You want to help me? And I thought, well, I could pick up sticks and put them into piles.
0: <laughs>
1: he had all these piles. And he just came along and blew on and they burst into flames. And I thought, boy, that's really cool, you know. (laughs) And then I was taken back out and had a satellite view of some of the nations. One of them was the UK. And fires were breaking out all over this nation. Wow. Just spontaneously. It was just Hallelujah. One city the fire would break out. Another city. Fire would break out. And I watched this. And it was intriguing. Some of the and one thing, there was no smoke. Very unusual. There was no smoke. And so I was watching this. Some of the fires joined together and became much bigger. (coughs) And I saw this as churches were joining
0: together. Hallelujah.
1: They were catching fire. and So I said, Lord, then I was back down to crime level looking at this fire, and there were people in the fire. It reminded me of Shadrach, Meshach, you know, go. And, and uh, you know, these people were in the fire. And they were worshipping God in this fire. And, you know, I looked at this, And these people were changing, their faces were changing, their countenance was changing, and I I, I just watched this. And these people came out of the fire, and I thought, "Lord, Lord, and they looked so different. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, the seraphims are coming and I'm going to baptize my people in fire.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: And he said, when I'm done with them, there will be completely new creations. Wow. Completely new creations.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And he said, it's like a phoenix. They will arise and go forth across the land. And then the Lord looked at me and said, I will do it. He said, you cannot do this. You can just desire it, But I will do it. He said, I am about to start cleaning up my church and cleaning up my people. Yes. You see, the early church had a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Charismatic move on up to now. We've had a baptism of the Holy Ghost, but no fire. It was a missing element. Mm -hmm. And that's caused problems. God's going to change that. And so i continued to look at this. And I thought, well, I said, well, Lord, what are these seraphims? Instantly, I was standing in heaven. You know, it's very difficult, because you can be one place, one man, in a completely different place than it takes a little getting used to. Suddenly, I was standing in heaven, and I was looking at these creatures, and they were giving off a... they were big round the throne, over the throne, and they were giving off a sound like a (laughs) blowtorch. And I stepped back from them, looked at these. They didn't look like any angel I'd ever seen before. They were totally different. But they were enveloped in fire. And they stood before the throne. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. They will have blow torches. And again, the Lord said, "Tell my people, seraphims are coming." Mm. The word "seraph" in Hebrew means spirit of burning. Mm. And these creatures, which are of some angelic form and order, they're coming. Our God is a consuming fire, he always tells us. It doesn't consume people, it consumes the dross in our lives. This finished. And I found myself sitting in a chair at home. And I came out of this and it was all over. And I began to meditate on It would just take one of those creatures to come into here tonight and all hell would break loose. People would start to catch fire. And when he was finished with them, there'd be a pure, perfect vessel. And I saw these fires being lit all over the country, cradle fires fires were merging. And I thought, well, you know, fire prepares the vessel. The three Hebrew children were thrown in the furnace of fire, and all that happened to them was their bondages were burnt off. That's all that was happening. They came out of that fire free from all of their bondages. They were in the furnace. The shackles were burnt off.
0: Hallelujah.
1: We have shackles in our life which we've accumulated through life. Hurts, all kinds of stuff. Not easy to get rid of, you know. But it just takes one of these creatures of God standing stand in our midst. And God's people are going to be set free. Yes. Hereditary problems are a great problem in God's people. Can't break them Hereditary traits, hereditary sicknesses. The fire, pow, deals with it. The seraphims are coming. The shackles are going to be burned off. <clears throat> See, we have strongholds in our minds. Mm. It takes the fire to break them down. Yes. We have lacked the baptism of fire. God says, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, and I'm going to purge my floor. Burn up the chaff in our lives. And if this is what you really want, You cannot change yourself. You can want to be changed. It's yes. a different thing altogether. You cannot change yourself. Yes. But if you want to be changed and you're a candidate for this, you've got to say to the Lord, Lord, let it come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a candidate for the fire. Yes. It'll be a bit disturbing when it first hits us. But when it's over you have a vessel that he can fully inhabit. And it will be no longer you that liveth, but Christ that liveth. And wow. you will manifest Jesus Hallelujah. to this age. Phoenix, Jesus said, like the Phoenix, there will arise a new person and fight out across the nation. I the phoenix. You know, it's a mythical bird. And uh I the phoenix, you know, from Egyptian mythology and so on. Said that the phoenix was said to live for five hundred for a thousand years and and uh, it was a bird of golden plumage and stuff. And at the end of its life cycle, it would make a nest. <clears throat> it would set fire to the nest, burn to nothing, and then raise out of that a new life, a new bird. And was able to fly. A phoenix. Wow. The Lord used that terminology um, with me. See, we are told to be followers of Christ, right? Yes. We're told to walk in his footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. He is our leader. He is our example. And so we are followers of Christ. And, you know, he was baptized in water. We are followers of him. The Holy Spirit came down upon him as a dove. We are followers, right? We... Yeah. But he also went up into the mountain when was transfigured right at the beginning of his ministry. What happened there? Mm. What happened to him? Something from the inside caught fire and exploded outwardly. This wasn't a resurrection body.
0: Hmm.
1: No. Critical mass occurred on the inside. Until that light in his spirit started to explode outwardly, until his hands began to glow. His clothes began to glow. See, when I saw these people come out of the fire, they were glowing. It was a complete change. They were ready to walk in the powers of the age to come. There were vessels that had been prepared. The Bible says there are all kinds of vessels in the church. Some wood, hay, stubble, right? Some gold. Ready, made ready for the Master's use. The golden vessel has to go through the fire. Yes. You know? Yeah. A number of times until they, it is purified. Yeah. Jesus was transfigured. Something took place within him. I saw these people come out of the fire, and I looked very closely at them. They were totally changed. There was still, of course, you and I, human beings, but something had changed. There was a purity about them, which I could not describe. And they were vessels which God Inhabit in his fullness. Christ, let me say something to you. Christ in you is the only hope for this nation. Amen. That's right. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of the goodness of God that this nation needs. Amen. Hear me. Christ in you. Is the only hope of this nation. Yes. And he has a plan. He's going to do it. Yes. Oh <clears throat> these angels are coming. It just takes one in a church. It just takes one. is to come and stand in the middle here. And you'll start to get hotter. <laughs> you'll start to burn. He said, I'll <laughs> baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, and I'll burn up the chaff in your life. You get a lot of chaff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. See, we cannot go where God wants us to go without divine intervention in our lives now. We cannot go to the next level on our own. No. We can't do it. No. God now has to come on the scene and begin a work of transformation. That's right. Before we go out there and transform the world. And so he said, we want to see Jesus. And Jesus said, look, I'm going to have to die. A corner of which going to have to fall in the ground. But I will be seen again in the in my people. Mm. The Lord Jesus is coming first in his people before he comes for his people. Mm. It's going to be manifest in them. You know, this whole thing about the rapture, you know, he comes and will all be changed. You know, it's a little bit bizarre that, and leave the rest to go to hell. No, no, that's not how it's going to be.
0: You
1: have to be changed while still here on this planet Earth in the flesh, long before the rapture takes place. You have to be changed. You are the only hope for this nation. Mm. (coughs) And you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are the saint ones. Ah, what a destiny. Here in this hour, And the Lord looked at me and said, Not only are the seraphims coming, but the cherubims are coming. Woo! He said, What? You got some more going? <laughs> yeah.
0: What is this?
1: Wow. He was very serious with me. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> he says, The cherubims are coming wow. because it's the day of favor, the yeah. time of favor now is coming upon this
0: nation.
1: God. Whether you deserve it or not is not the point. Okay. Time of favor is coming upon the nation. Okay. And he's going to send his cherubims. You know, when we were in this worship tonight, I was seeing a gathering of angels in heaven. Okay. These angels were being prepared. And there were thousands of them, and I said, look, what am I, I saying? He said, I'm preparing these to come to this nation.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And I thought, well, that's, that's really great. We well, need certainly need them. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we need the grace of God, you see. We yeah. can't do this. He's going to do it. Yeah. He said, set time of favor (coughs) for this nation, a set time of favor. During the uh, (coughs) the Yom Kippur War, the British really had a bad deal concerning the Yom Kippur War. They did not help the Israelis. In hindered them. And that was one reason why this nation did not get the impact of the charismatic mood as well. No. <clears throat> you need to pray that your nation aligns itself in favor with Israel. You really do need to pray. You really do need to pray that. That's one thing that should be a prayer assignment because, and I'll talk about this later, but there's, there's coming a war in Israel. Yeah. It's not if anymore, it's just a matter of when, and it could be this year. It's very close, and it's going to trigger a new move of God in the church. Now, so you need to pray for the nation. It's, it's a time of favor heard those words, a time of favour, a set time, it is the fullness of time for the nation. God is saying, today if you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts, even if you don't fully understand some of these things, stay open to God, it's a set time of favour you and for this nation. You know, Hebrews 3, 15, well, he said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You see, the children of Israel came right to the edge of the promised land. God said, there's a promised land for you, it's flowing with milk and honey. You can walk in there, I'm going to give it to you. They came right to the edge, a place called Katie Barnea. They could see the promised land. And so they sent 12 spies out, right? They went into the promised land. 10 of them came back with the wrong message.
0: Hmm. Yes. Now that's scary. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of confusion out there in the church. Yes. Wow. 10 of them came back with the wrong message. And only two, Joshua and Caleb, said, We can do this.
0: Yes. Yes. Hallelujah.
1: You're sure the giants in the land, the Nephilim were in the land. These guys were eight, ten feet tall. David has to knock a lot of them off later in his life. But these guys, the big guys, he said, We're like Christ's in this. Land. They could not believe God would mm-hmm. take care of them yep. and give them the promised land. Mm-hmm. We're right there, the church is right there in the yeah. UK. Yeah. You're a Danish pioneer and saying, I want to take you into the promised land. Mm-hmm. It's a time of favor, a set time. Yeah. I want to take you in. <coughs> You've got to have the hard attitude do what it needs to get us into that land. That's right, mm-hmm. Do what it needs, it's needed. Mm-hmm. If it needs the fire, I'm a candidate. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. amen. I want it, no matter how embarrassing it is at the time. Yes, yes. Amen. amen. We need to fight. Yeah, we need these, these these operations of God to change us, to prepare us, to get the vessel ready
0: yes.
1: to be able to cope with what God wants to do in this land. Yes, Lord. And so they came to Katie's, Katie's pioneer. They did not believe God could take care of them in the promised land and keep them safe. Hmm. They cried all night. God said, in the morning, it's enough. You go back into the wilderness. We can either go forward now or we'll go back into the wilderness and stay there and die in the wilderness. Now, we don't want to die in the wilderness. No. no. They die as Christians in the wilderness. Although they would get heaven, you know? oh yeah. They died in the wilderness. They didn't enter into the purposes of God for them and the nation they were to be. Mm. Yes. They came to that right to the edge of the promised land. Mm. The word Kadesh Baniya means consecration. Hallelujah. Wow. Remember the theme of the Robin Hood movie? Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. Don't tell me it's not worth dying for. Everything I do, I'll do it for you. Yes. 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 Mm. It's your time. It's your day. And I'm here because I've got inheritance. I was born here. You have an inheritance, but I have an inheritance with you. Seraphims are coming. Yes. Mm. Come, Lord. Let them come. Yes. 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 So, let, yes. Them come. So, let them come. Let them come. Yes. And then, when the seraphims have finished their work, the cherubims are coming. Mm. And the cherubims are carriers of the glory of God. Yeah. Seraphims have to come first. Mm. Oh, these creatures, you know. It says God rode upon the cherubim. Cherubims have to do with the glory of God. You see, two cherubims guarded the glory of God in Eden. And let them so that they would <coughs> not get back to the tree of life. Two cherubims, you know over the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. guardian glory. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of these creatures. You don't want to get too close to them, I tell you. <laughs> they are
0: awesome.
1: Awesome. I mean, I've got a spirit of adventure, but I wouldn't get that close to these guys.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I I, I like adventure. I, I like pushing the edge, you know. but. <laughs> No, no. These guys are coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's interesting. Just before the outbreak of the Second World War, millions of demons moved to Europe. We had reports, reports coming in from missionaries in Africa, India. Where have the demons gone? All the demon demonic activity almost ceased in some of those nations.
0: Wow. Hmm. It
1: was where had they gone? They'd gone to Europe because World War II was about to break out. But it's the same with the angels. I saw tonight myriads of angels being assigned to this nation. When we were in that worship, I caught up and I saw and I heard what they were being told. They've been made ready to invade this nation, wow. and and see, it's this time. It's a set time, and um, <clears throat> it's very interesting. In the book of Ezekiel, the nation of Israel was getting things wrong, and God says, "Enough! I'm going to lift my glory off the nation, my presence. I'm going to lift it off the nation." You know. He just had enough and uh it says in ezekiel chapter 10 verse 3 now the cherubim stood on the right side of the house of god then the man went in and a cloud filled the temple and it said then the glory of the lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house see the cherubs were leaving now mm the threshold of the life and the glory followed them. (coughs) We've very little understood the role of many of these angels. And the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house. It says then in verse five and the sound of the cherubim's wings were heard in the outer court. So the cherubim left the holy place got to the door, finally got to the outer court. And the glory was lifted. And so, we read this, it goes on. Then the glory of the Lord departed of the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. And they went out and stood on the mountains. And the glory followed them. And finally, the cherubims were gone. And the glory of the Lord had lifted off the nation. The Bible makes it very, very clear. The glory left the temple, then it left the city, then these cherubims left the nation, and it was gone. See the glory of the Lord lifted off this nation a lot of years ago. But it's coming back. (coughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. It's coming back. back. Oh. It wasn't until many years later, in Ezekiel chapter 43, that the cherubims returned again to the nation. And the glory of the Lord once again was established in the land. The Lord spoke to me and said, when the cherubims have finished their work, the fire, when the seraphims have finished their work, the cherubims are then going to come. And the glory of the Lord will blanket the nation. See, we're not talking about revival. We're talking about reformation. We're talking about a change of the entire
0: DNA and nature
1: of a nation, total change. So we see the cherubims have to do with the glory of God, the cherubims are coming, the goodness of God is going to return to your nation. said, show me my, your glory. And God said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you. The glory is coming back. Yes. The cherubims are coming again. There's a huge amount of activity in the spirit realm over this nation. A huge amount. Big things are at stake at the political level, the church level, and at every level. There's a conflict over this nation. it's a day of opportunity. Hallelujah. It doesn't take many people to start a fire. Besides. It just takes a handful of people. I don't know man, if you've heard of the man the revival in Argentina, Edward Miller. He's a good friend of mine. I ministered with him in Argentina. He went down to Argentina. Somebody took missionary. Went down to Argentina. He said to me, if we got one person saved in what, in a year, we had a revival. He said, if we got one person saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, we had a massive revival. He said it was so hard. He said, so I came to the place where I thought, well, I'm gonna quit doing the normal missionary thing and I'm just gonna pray. Mm-hmm. So he prayed. He prayed for three months, four months, five months, six months. They cut off his salary because he wasn't doing traditional missionary work. He was only praying. Do
0: you believe that?
1: (laughs) And he said to me, he sat in my living room and me. He said, no, one day, he said, I got to a point, there was no way back. We were either going to have a move or I was going to die. You know, he just prayed prayed. He said, one day, no different from the other, God came. Wow. Yeah. God came. Mm. Within a year, over a million people had come to the Lord in that nation. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> over a million in one of the hardest countries in the world to preach the gospel. <coughs> royal families from neighbouring countries were coming in to those meetings and bringing sick and all kinds of people. Tommy Hicks came down. But you see the groundwork had been done long before Tommy Hicks came down.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm. He said it was no different any other
1: day. It was just things were as normal and suddenly God okay. came. He said from that day on, Everything changed. Doesn't take a lot of people. He had his little Bible school. He was training kids in his little Bible school. And he said, the glory of God came down in there. Eva Peron was taking the whole nation into witchcraft. Remember? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was taking the whole nation. One of these little kids in the Bible school, just teenagers, got up Under the spirit of God with his eyes closed, wrote on the blackboard. And it was God saying, I will take out Eva Peron, and she will die tearing out her hair. Wow.
0: Eva
1: Peron leukemia and she literally died pulling out of her hair ah, and witchcraft was broken off wow. when god decides to move he decides to move yes. the angel would come in day after day in that bible school and come on one of the students and he would write the word of the lord hmm. with their eyes closed god was saying prophecy after prophecy the traditional Pentecostals said that—that spiritism, yeah. for crying out loud, things were dead and now things were moving in the same. that's spiritism? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't automatic writing. The Bible was written that same way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: that's right. He yeah. came under a huge amount of criticism. A huge amount, but over a million.
0: I was down there I,
1: just I after this whole revival. You know, the Latins, you've got to see a Latin church <laughs> worship God. They push all the seats up against the
0: wall. <laughs>
1: then they go to midnight. I was trying to, we're ready to preach. We start about eight, and they go all the way through to midnight, worshiping and dancing. And then it's my turn. I'm dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take a lot of people to start a fire. Oh, the glory of the ladder house is going to be far greater than the former And in that place, I'll give peace. We are the ladder house. The early church was the former house, and the latter house received seven times more rain than the former rain, mm. and that's in Israel. The glory and the goodness of God's returning. And, you know, God said to yourself, even though you've been a stiff-necked people, he said, I'm going to still save you. And I'm still restore you. <coughs> the nations become stiff-necked <coughs> against God. But there's something happening now. There's something <coughs> stirring in heaven concerning this nation. Something is underway, there's a stirring going on in the heavenly realm. God is saying to you, seek me at a time when I may be found, call upon me when I am near. There's a time when God can be found Mm -hmm. for certain things. On the 28th of March in 2008, I was praying, and before, virtually before I sat down to pray, I was in another place. And I was standing on a beach, and I looked at the sand, and I thought, Lord, where am I this time? Is <laughs> a beach. There was a little mist out on the water, but there was a boat out there. And that boat was slowly coming into land. And I thought, there was no one else on the beach. And there was this man holding the tiller. It was a sailboat, and he was holding the tiller. Came right up onto the beach, I heard it crunch into the sand, you know. And the man said to me, do you want to come fishing? I said, he can't Where am I? He said, do you want to come fishing? I said, no, oh, well, what the heck, I like fishing. <laughs> so I pushed the boat back and jumped on. And Matt didn't say anything. He, you know, he had a, a very refined face, which kind of a rugged face. But it emanated a glow, of which was not of this world. I had this strange feeling that I'd been here before. You know you get those feelings, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. So you know, what is this? And uh, the boat quickly went out into deep water and stopped. And I looked <coughs> over the side of the boat, and the boat and the sea was teeming with fish, like they wanted to be caught. There were so many fish. And this man threw a net over and then filled up with fish so quickly, pulled it into the boat, dumped it into the boat. And then the man looked at me and said, My name is Peter. Wow. I said, I knew I'd been here before. (laughs) And that's why I looked at him. And with that, he threw the net at the game, pulling a huge amount of fish. And as soon as the fish hit the deck, they turned into people.
0: Wow.
1: And I thought, this boat's going to sink. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, look at the boat. And the boat had grown.
0: Wow. I, yeah,
1: this sounds weird. But the boat had gotten bigger,
0: oh, yeah.
1: and it was still pushing in pulling and fishing. It was getting bigger. It ended up like a boat the size of the Queen Mary.
0: Wow, wow!
1: Full of people. <laughs> this could be a peril. What is this, Lord? <clears throat> it was like I was struggling to get my mind around it all. Before I could say anything again, Peter said, he said, you know, Jesus was involved in two fishing trips while he was on the earth. One at the beginning of his ministry, in Luke chapter 5. And he said, another at the end of his ministry, uh, in John chapter 21. And I thought a minute, I said, yeah, that's, that is right. Then he continued and said, "On the first trish fishing trip, he said the net broke." Yeah. Mm. And I thought, "Oh, destroyed." Mm. And he said, "That was the early church. They eventually lost their fish, mm. went down into the dark ages." He said, but on the second trip,
0: mm.
1: he brought in so many heavy fish, but the net did. Not break. Wow. He had to call others to help him. Wow. And I looked up these scriptures afterwards, and it was, you know, it was all true. And I thought about this. He said, "So it is now in your day. The net will not break. This harvest will continue on down to the end of the age." and the net will not break. And so I looked at him, Mm -hmm. and uh, I thought, oh. I said, well, what's the difference? He said, well, those who have left the wilderness behind and have crossed over into the promised land and have one goal only, which is to build the kingdom of God, he said, these people don't have any jealousy, anger, or selfish ambitions that will hinder them or spoil the harvest. He said pride will no longer motivate them. He said they are coming to rest. And the final harvest, they will bring in the final harvest with increasing intensities. Mm. See, it's all about who we are we are on the inside now. We are not here to build great churches for ourselves. Yeah, sure. Here to build the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yep. A whole different ballgame. Absolutely. Totally different. Yes. And I looked at him. He said, the great cloud of witnesses is watching this generation with great joy. And I no, I don't want to come out of this. I knew I was in something, but I was saying, "Lord, keep me here for a while. He said, what? The early church began. He said, the end time church will finish. Yes.
0: Hallelujah.
1: He said, my generation saw the foundations laid. He said, your generation will see the building completed. Yes. <laughs> he said, there will be many in your generation who will overcome all things, even death. Yes. Yeah. He said, your generation saw he, the tears, his generation saw the tears sown into the harvest field." He said, your generation will see the tears removed. This went on, I can't... It went on for too long. I can't it, the whole thing, but... <clears throat> he said, you will accomplish in one generation what hundreds of generations have longed to see. By this time, I was reeling under the... Because his words had power. I can't explain it. But the words had power, and I was being shaken just by the words. He said, the end is now in sight. He said, the finishing line is now in view. Mm. And he said, what began at Pentecost will finish in your days in Tabernacle. He said, we'll give way to the Feast of Tabernacles. And he said, your generation, in one generation, will accomplish that which the church could not do over the past 2,000 years. We don't know how privileged we are. Hmm. You know? That's right. Peter paused at that point. He looked at the people in the boat and he said, see how the boat has grown? And I said, yes, you know. I was amazed at how huge the boat was. You know, difficult to, to try and figure out how many people were in there. Peter continued, he said, the seed of the early church martyrs will blossom in your generation. One seed will produce countless multitudes in the harvest in your day. He said, We, he's talking about himself, we have waited to see this day. We have waited to see this day. They begun, they want to see it finished. And he said this, and he looked at me with a different look, I can't explain it. He said, tell the Christian leaders of your day, if they seek to profit by this harvest and build their own kingdoms with this harvest, they shall. Be destroyed, Whoa. and when he said that, I fell over. Wow. I sat there. When I got myself together, he pointed his finger at me again. I thought, Oh no, here comes the game. <laughs> he said, "This harvest is holy." He said, "This fruit is precious." If you cause any to stumble, you will surely be destroyed. Oh. And I thought, I've had enough now, I can't do much more than this. <laughs> I felt the force and the gravity of what Peter had said. It hit me like a hammer blow. I had this really steady myself. Peter continued. He said, purity of heart is required all of those who will be involved in gathering in the harvest. He said, it's the Lord's harvest. It is not your harvest.
0: Amen. 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 And I
1: thought, wow. He said, the Lord has waited a long time for this. He quoted a scripture. And of James. He said, James 5 7, be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he received the early and the latter rain. Then the harvest will start. Yeah. He said, Be then, be you patient, establish your heart for the coming of the Lord. By this time my mind was <laughs> He looked at me because he knows me. And he said, Don't be impetuous like me. My wife almost says I'm really impetuous, you know, I jump into things. But you know, Peter was impetuous. He said, Be moved and led by the Spirit.
0: Wow.
1: And it's like I thought, well, he said, follow the Lord of the harvest, true sons of God and led by the Spirit of God. I began to fear. I began to, to, to experience a holy fear, which triggered a determination in me, and I was not going to hinder this harvest. I was not going to hurt the people in this harvest.
0: Mm.
1: I was not going to build anything of myself for myself out of this house.
0: Wow.
1: that's not what it's about. Mm. It's about building the kingdom.
0: Yes. Yes. And he looked at me and looked at me and pointed. He said, "The time is short."
1: Wow. And I was back in my lounge room. It took me days to get over this. Oh, so, well, you know, people don't understand some of these things that happened to me, but I don't care anymore. Yes, right. I'm <laughs> too old to care anymore. <laughs> They're real. Yes, yes These amen. encounters are real. Amen. And these encounters are for this generation. Yes, yes. amen. you stunned in your daughters. Yes. Shall prophesy, see visions, dreams, yes. be caught up to heaven. Yes. The story of this orphanage in China. All these little kids, the missionary, and missionaries were looking at this. And the fire of God came. These kids were running around with buckets of water, trying to put the fire out on each other. Yeah. These kids were caught up to heaven. They saw the tribulation. They saw all kinds of stuff happening. And I thought, you know can happen. It's happened school. You're going to see this in this generation. Harry Potter, there's nothing on what's coming. <laughs> These kids are going to get the real deal.
0: Amen. Praise the
1: Lord. Amen. And the thing is, we've got a responsibility of help guide this and see this thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and train them, yes. Yes. yes, they become, you know there's two harvests, there's the first harvest, which is a incredible harvest of these kids, yeah. incredible big harvest, we're probably thinking <laughs> it's the real, the last harvest because it's so great, but it's not, these kids have to be taught, trained, and we're in a time of acceleration, they will grow Incredibly rapidly in God. Yes, and they will become the harvesters for the last harvest. Yes. It is our job to train yes. So, God is love. Yes. Who are you? Yes. We've got to be conformed into His image. Yes. Love is everything. Love is such a power. You should love the Lord, your like God, with all your heart. Yes. And your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, if you do this, you fulfill all the requirements I have. You fulfill all the law and the prophets. See, it's not complicated. It's going kind to of give us great power, it's great authority, great points of the Holy Spirit. But this time around, you see, in the past, character has never matched the giftings. You know what I mean? Yes. Character has been lacking, except in a few, like um, Billy Graham and a few people. Character has not matched the giftings and the power. Yeah, That's going to change.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: If you if you become love, yes. God will give you the power to love. Amen. Hallelujah. And the deeds. Hallelujah. But you have to become like Him. Yes. We have to be conformed into His image. Yes. You see, this is what it's all about, is being conformed into His image. Ephesians 4.15, But speaking the truth in love... We are to grow up in all aspects of Him. Yes. In other words, become like Him. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: You know? The yes. Lord said to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 3 1, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual, but only as babes in Christ. Yes. Hey! These guys were following on all the gifts of the Spirit, the Corinthian church, and he said, I couldn't speak to you as mature. You're just babes in Christ. And he said, look, guys, I'll show you a better way. You know what that way was? Love.
0: Huh.
1: The two have to be matched. First, you have to become like God, who He is. And he'll give us the power to love people with real power to change them to bless them. It's going to be that way around this time. Katie's pioneer is a place of consecration, laying down our life for the Lord. Mm -hmm. The fire is to purge us, to cleanse us, to prepare the vessel. Then the glory will come. The goodness of God will be manifest through us because we love people and we want them saved and blessed and healed in this world. That's what it is all about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! I said to the pastor secretary, can you just whip out and buy me a cheap watch, you know? I um, just one of these little digital, you a know, $20 watch. And um, she looked at me um, with a funny look and I thought, all right, but anyway, <laughs> don't have a watch. <clears throat> pastor came into the office at that point and he said, you know, he said, I don't want you to be offended, but the Lord told me to give you a watch. I look at Oh, okay. Joe was right after all. Watch. Anyway, he gave me this box. And I opened it up. It's a Rolex. Wow. wow. I look at the watch. This is the watch, you know, I don't usually buy Rolex much. <laughs> I said, "Lord, what are you saying? What, 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 what are you saying? What's all this about?" I said, "You don't give me a Rolex box for I I, I, I went to the nearest jeweller when I went to Lancaster. And I said, "Can you value this?"
0: He said, "Somewhere between ten and twelve
1: thousand dollars." Wow. <laughs> well, it's just a watch. It tells time. <laughs> but it's a mariner's watch, and it's a diver's watch, which divers use who grow to great depths. Special watch, and it's waterproof to 2,000 feet. Not that I'm going there. That's God so what is this? He said, from now on, it's time. And you tell the church, it's time to go deeper. Yes. Woo-hoo. That's, That's yeah. just a prophetic sign. And you know, God uh, might say yeah. to me sometime, down the line, give that away to someone else. Yes, just to watch. But, you know, it's time to go deeper. Hallelujah. It's time to go further into God. To the realm of God, the realm of the Spirit and walk with Him. Yes. Hallelujah. Time is in a process of acceleration now. Mm. Wow. Everything is everything, sowing and reaping, used to take a long time to reap what you've sown. That's not that's not true anymore. Amen. That period is shortened because time is feeding up.
0: Amen.
1: It's interesting. Time to go deeper. Mm-hmm. It's time together for. Okay, let's stand. Lord, You know every person. You know all about them. You know their fears. You know their longings of their heart. You know all of their queries. You know all of their quirks. You know everything about them they're your people and there's a reason why they're here. I pray, Lord, that during this time together (coughs) there'll be something of hope, something of vision (coughs) sown in their hearts. And it will something to in- ignite within them, where they will say, I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I was born for this. Mm-hmm. Let a sense of destiny <clears throat> germinate within them like never before. We can't just live our lives, just pass through, a purpose now there's a reason why you are here in this generation you are favored to be here many saints long to see this day pray that you will kindle within them a fire fire of destiny a fire of purpose So that, Lord, they'll never be the same again. Let your word have a powerful operation in their hearts. Affect changes within them. So that they'll begin to align their life and their hearts to your purposes in this hour. And that they'll be willing to align to whatever your purpose for them. Like Esther, you come to the kingdom for such a time as this. God said to Esther, you can flow with it. And you don't have to flow with it, Esther, but if you don't, you'll go down into obscurity and I'll give this to someone else. And Esther said, if I die, I die, I'm going for it. Kindle that within the hearts of your people. Let them go from this place with a determination, a holy determination, that they are not going to be left out, they are not going to be denied everything that you purpose for us in this hour. Lord, I just release your anointing, Lord, into their hearts, I release that anointing for destiny anointing for destiny, 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 destiny. Awareness of destiny. An understanding of their destiny. Kindle it within the Lord. Lord. Now
0: my heart is troubled, but what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. no, It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Yes, Lord. Yes,
1: Yes, Lord. Destiny, 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 destiny. Destiny. Let them come alive with destiny. Come alive with destiny. I release that anointing. I release an anointing for them. Whoa! They begin to understand the destiny. Lord. The anointing, your angels touched on destiny, destiny, destiny. Whoa. Awareness, 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 kindled within the Lord. I pray, Lord, as they sleep tonight, they'll dream. Whoa. No dream. Catch them into the realm of the Spirit in their dreams. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. shall so dream dreams. Dream dreams. Into the realm of the Spirit in their dreams. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.
0: Groom. Come and it's gonna start in Britain. The Lord says keep your eyes on Britain. There's something greater than John Wesley. It's getting bigger.